Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to the New Birth Podcast. There's a word of hope for you today and we are excited for what God is doing here at New Birth. For more information, visit our website, nbplaceofhope.com. Now for the message by our senior pastor, Gabby Mejia. I, I want you to go with me to the book of Psalms chapter 27. Psalms chapter 27. And I'm going to verse, read verses 1 through and 6. Psalms chapter 27. The author of this book, of this, of this psalm, is David. David writes this psalm. Um, I was trying to find out, I was trying to find out when did David write this psalm? Because timing is everything. Timing is everything. I was hoping he wrote this, this psalm after after but the bible yeah i gotta stay still i got it but the commentators didn't tell me if this psalm was written before he was king it didn't tell me if he was writing the psalm while he was in the process of becoming king nor does the writer tell terry tells me if he wrote the psalms after he became king and he's retrospecting and saying in light of all i've been through this is what i have to say um, and, and I had I had a problem with that because I, I wanted to know because then once you know that then you become relevant in what you're trying to say from the writer's mind. Okay, if he wrote it before, so then I could gravitate on that and preach a message, have faith in God before He makes a way, and that's a great message. Oh my God! If he wrote that and I knew he wrote that while he was being persecuted by Saul. That's an even better message. In the middle of your heartache, God, you know, you, you know. But, but I didn't get that information. Or perhaps he wrote that after he's old, I don't know, about to die. So now he's writing out of experience. And so I was, I was, I, you know, I was, I was fighting the text. I was, Man, God, you should hook a brother up. You know, he said, he said, but, 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 but you're missing the point. Because if, if I tell you when you're going to preach this message from the perspective of David's life, not who I am. So I'm not going to give you that detail. Here's what I'm going to give you. And this is what David wrote, Psalms 27. He says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Notice, notice in, in Spanish, in Spanish, the way grammar is done. In Spanish, that verse starts out with Jehová es mi luz. It starts off with the Lord. Here you have the word the, and then you have Lord. But the first word in this psalm is Jehovah, Yahweh. Now, now understand, the word Lord in Psalms 27, if you notice your Bible, how is it written? Huh? All caps, right? Right? Is it capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D? Yes. Okay. When you read your Bible and you see, because sometimes you read the word Lord in the Bible, lowercase O-R-D. When you read your Bible, you're going to see cap, like in this case, everything is caps, L-O-R-D. That's not a mistake. It's not a mistake. That's intentional. 
The word capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D is telling us who's speaking. I feel like preaching. close. The word Lord is the word Elohim. The word Elohim is where we get plurality of God. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. And the Lord God said, let us make man in our image and like that word. And the Lord, Lord is the same Lord as Psalm 27. What does Elohim means? Elohim means that this Lord is the conglomeration of more than one person. Which is Lord is composed of Elohim is composed of the father. Elohim is composed of the Son. Elohim is composed of the Holy Spirit. That's the Lord on verse 1 of chapter 27. So when the psalmist is saying, the light, he's saying, Elohim, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Now here's what's crazy about this text. When David writes this psalm, it is not the dispensation of the Spirit. It, it was not the time for the Spirit. But he says, the Lord, Elohim, and then he says, the Lord is my light. And the word, the verb is, is not in past form. It's not in future form. The verb is, is in present form. Which means that this Elohim is always present. This plurality of God, this expression of everything that God is, is not something that happened 2,000 years ago. It's not something that's going to happen a year from today. The Lord is. Now, now he's going to say what he is. The Lord is. And then he mentions three attributes of God. He says, should I read the scripture? Let me read the scripture. Hold, hold that thought. We're going to finish. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is a stronghold of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked advance against me to devour me, it is my enemies and my foes who will, who will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all of the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of a sacred tent and set me high upon the rock. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me. At his sacred tent, I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. First attribute of God, the Lord is well, he says, the Lord Elohim is present tense. What's the next word there? My. 
the Lord is mine. He's taking ownership. You can't say this is my car if, it, if you ain't pay for it, right? This is my wife. None of y'all can say this is my boo because that's my boo. <laughs> that's booby boo boo. You know what I'm saying? She is my wife. And I'm, what am I? Uh, don't leave me out here, girl. <laughs> um, okay. She's my wife. Now, to say she's my wife doesn't mean I have ownership over her. Because then she's a slave. To say she's my wife is there's a relationship between her and I that puts me in the position to declare her to be mine even though she's she or she's her or she's whoever she is. When, 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 God, when David says the Lord is mine, what he's saying is this my is the end result of relationship. This my is the end result of I am so into him and he is so into me that we actually look alike, we talk alike, we sound alike. So, so when you look at me, Philip said, Jesus, show us the Father. And what did Jesus say? Papa, if you see me, you see the Father because he and I were the same because I'm his and he's mine. David is saying, the Lord is, present tense, doesn't change, my ownership light now that's crazy because light didn't happen when creation happened in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth right and God said right let there be light and there was light and then the Bible says and God made the sun right that's one of the things God made the light David is talking about is not the sun because the sun was created light wasn't created when you read chapter 1 verse 2 G God said and God said let there be light let is not create like if you say hey hey let me go to the bathroom right let is giving you access to do something you want to when God said let there be light he's not he's not making light light always was but light was not exposed until God gave permission for what was there all the time to be manifested. So when God said, let, he's saying, I want the world that doesn't know me yet. I'm going to expose the reality of who I am so that as they see who I am, they're going to see the power I emanate. Sim am light. So when David, when David says, the Lord is my light, he's, he, he's making reference to that eternal image John chapter 1 says in him was the life and he was the light that shines in the darkness David is saying the Lord is my light which denotes a relationship between God and the psalmist and he's using this verbiage of covenant he's my God I'm his servant that's, that's covenant. That's, that's, that's marriage covenant. That's my woman. That's my man. That's covenant. That's marriage. That's a pact we did in the altar that qualifies me to say, she's mine and I'm hers. And she's mine. Now listen. 
Then after he says, he's my light, he says a second attribute. He's my salvation. So not only is he illuminating my walk, but while he's lighting up the path, he's saving me at the same time. He's my salvation. Here the psalmist is conveying that God is the only one that can save him from his enemies. And then the third attribute is the Lord is my strong tower. And strong towers, towers was what they would use to surround the city from enemies. And that's what the Lord is saying. I'm, I'll finish this another day. I'm not into that. But, but my, 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 my point today is, my point today is that I want, I want you to leave this place understanding that in the middle, in the middle of your situation, in the middle of your crisis, because, you know, you know, what happened, the catastrophes that happened, the hurricanes, the earthquakes, we, we, we as humans have a tendency of falling in panic, getting afraid. But if you're God, why did you allow this to happen? But if you're God, why don't you just, you know, t turn the, the hurricane 40 knots to the left so they can skip Puerto Rico? If you're God, why didn't you do this? And why did you do that? And then, uh, and then we get crazy because we think that, that, that if God is with me, then I should be exempt. And then we try to rationalize and understand God from a logical sense. But the thing is that God doesn't op operate through logic. God operates through faith and trust. So David says, the Lord is my light. I have to believe that he said that in one of the most darkest moments of his life. The Lord is my light. And I don't know what dark moment David was going through. It might have been Saul trying to kill him. It might have been hiding in the cave. It might have been, there was one time David had to act like a retard animal living in the enemy's camp. I don't know. It, it, it might have been when David was going through the valley of the shadow of death. It might have been when David was about to fight Goliath. I don't know. I don't know when. I don't know what. But something David went through that caused him to think, in the middle of my darkness, the Lord is my light. So how do you handle your darkness? How do you handle your darkness? Listen, when you have a relationship with God, you realize that darkness is God's plan. God, I could preach that for a week. What, 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 what? When we, okay, 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 okay. Sound like Joe Pesci. Okay, okay, okay. Listen. God, Bible. God always operated different from us, right? Our day begins in the morning, right? The morning you wake up, in the morning you brush your teeth, in the morning you go to your bathroom, in the morning you get dressed, right? We start from sunrise to sunset. That's how we start. When you read the Bible, God never starts sunrise to sunset. He starts sunset to sunrise. He says, and it was the darkness and the day, one day. And it was the dark, and it was the dark, and it was the light, the second day. And it was the darkness and the light, 
the third day. And it was the darkness and the light the fourth day. And it was the darkness and the light the fifth day. Because God always operates from darkness to light. Why? Because he's light. So his presence sets the mark. God, I can breathe that. Oh. His presence, because he is light, he is my light and my salvation. So everything begins with God. But, but he begins from darkness. So darkness is God's opportunity to show you and I how faithful he is in the worst of our circumstances. So he says, he says, he says, he says, so what do I do? What do I do, church? What do you do in the middle of your dark pain, in the middle of your despair, in the middle of all you're going through? Here's what the psalmist says we ought to do. Because here's what happens. Here's what happens. The Lord is my light. The Lord is my salvation. The Lord is my strong tower. Whom shall I fear? And, you know, you think, you think you say that stuff. That stuff. God's going to be like... He raised me. He lifted me up. No, no, no. Look what the next verse says. When the wicked advance against me. You think that after saying that, God said, yo, ain't nobody going to touch him. I got his back. He said, I'm the light. He said, I'm the fortress. He said, I'm a strong tower. Nobody. But look what he says. When the wicked advance against me to devour me. And not only the wicked and my enemies and my foes. But he says, how many of you guys got enemies? Come on. How many of you guys got foes? You know, people you don't, people don't like you. They just don't like you. You know that, you know, you, you know, there are some enemies. There are some, oh my God, we got close. There are some enemies. There are some enemies. Because listen, all of your enemies were friends at one point. And when they were your friends, they were mad cute, right? <laughs> Selfies, come on. Holla, click, click, hashtag. Uh, friends, best friends forever. <laughs> right? Yeah, girls, you know, you and your BFF used to go and put on and buy Mac and buy makeup and my God, we look so cute. My God, taquitos. <laughs> but when your friend becomes your enemy, doesn't matter how cute she looks, to you she's ugly. Right? Right? No, it don't matter how good looking he is, fellas. When somebody backstabs you, that guy just became the most ugliest person in the world. Because enemies are ugly. Right? David says, when my enemies, when my foes came against me, and the wicked came against me, to besiege me and to destroy me, here's what David did. Look what he said. He said, he said, Verse 4, one thing I ask from the Lord, and this do I seek, that I will dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze at what? At beauty. Because your enemies are ugly. Your circumstances is ugly. The sickness in your body is an ugly thing. The betrayal is an ugly thing. So what do you do when everything around you is ugly? Gaze on the beauty of the Lord and seek Him in the temple. We hope this message has inspired you. As a place of hope, our church is committed to reach our community. If you'd like more information about New Birth, visit our website at nbplaceofhope.com.